Run to Old Navy for revolutionary prices on summer's most stylish shorts. Today only, they're all 50% off for the whole family. All your favorite shorts, denim, linen, all of them. All shorts are 50% off today only. Run to Old Navy now. Valid 630 excludes active. Blog Talk Radio. the new and maybe not improved Red Lake Nation Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Doug Gray, and I'm joined by co-host Chad Dodson of RedLakeNation.com, and we are trying out a new format for Red Lake Nation Radio. How you doing, Chad? Doing good. How you doing today, Doug? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm uh, really happy to have baseball underway, even if it is just spring training. Well, me too. It's uh, finally, you know, we had a rough end of the year last year, but I think everyone's eager to get going in 2013 and a lot to look forward to. I agree. Uh, as, as far away as we can get from what happened last year to end our season, the better. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. I really don't even want to think about it anymore. Uh, we, we, we've we talked before, but it's a it was a brutal ending to the season. It was uh I think we were all pretty invested in it, thought it was this is gonna be the year for the Reds and for it to end the way it did. It's one thing to lose in the playoffs, but then to sort of collapse the way they did. Uh it left me heartbroken all winter long. But uh hope springs eternal and uh this team is set up pretty well to be fairly competitive this year. Uh I'm with you. I, I think that, you know, especially some of the moves that they made, you know, and that they're gonna make, even, you know, with guys on their own team is really going to help improve the you know team that ran away with the division last year. Yeah, it's not often, uh, and maybe I get criticized sometimes for uh, being too critical, uh, but it's not often that I really, by and large, agree with just about everything the Reds uh, have done in the offseason, um, from the acquisition of Shin Su Chu, from uh, you know the decision to really install Todd Frazier. Uh, I don't know how much that was the Reds' decision, but the fact that uh, for all the all the great things he did for the Reds, Scott Rowland's uh, moving on, and it's probably the right time. And, and of course, moving Chapman to the uh, the rotation, as they're they're talking about. I'm I'm pretty excited about the moves they made, and that sort of uh, raises my level of excitement because um, Walt Jockety could have uh, you know he could have gone the other way. He could have uh, could have screwed this thing up, and I don't think he did. I think he really uh, helped the team, a pretty pretty good team. To start with, help them improve in the off season. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to really getting started. Yeah, I mean, let's. Uh, you wanted to just jump right in here. We can start talking about you know the big off season move um, with the acquisition of Shin Tzu Chu. You know, he is going to be at least for right now. We're going to look at him as the center fielder for the team. I know that there's been a few reservations, um, both from him being not entirely sure that he can handle the position, um, and from you know. I guess pundits and a few scouts aren't entirely sure either, but uh, for now the Reds are going to try it. You know, what, what do you think about that? Well, offensively we know what we're getting out of Shin Tzu I mean, this guy, he's, he's a player. He's it's the first time in, in a long time, maybe since uh, maybe since Barry Larkin, that the Reds have had a, a really a significant threat at the top of the order. This is a guy who's on base percentage last year is 373, career on base percentage 381. I mean, it's a guy that gets on base. Um, he's going to help the Reds score more runs, which was a problem at times last year. You hit the the nail on the head, though. Defensively, I, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't I don't know what to expect. Um, he's not played much 
center field, obviously, in the majors. Uh, very little, actually. Um, uh, ten games, I believe, over eight seasons. Uh, and it, probably if it were my decision to make, and you all better be very happy that it's not my decision to make because I don't know what I'm doing half the time. I can barely uh, get through my own life without having to manage a, a baseball team. But if it were up to me, I probably would have put Jay Bruce in center field. He has some uh, some history there. He's played uh, center field, came up as a center fielder. He's obviously an excellent fielder. He's bulked up a little bit, and maybe not uh, to your typical center fielder, but I probably would have uh, done that. Shinsu Chu says he's going to try it. Uh, everybody is just uh, effusive in their praise about his work ethic and how he's uh, putting the time in and the effort in. And so, you know, uh, I guess it's wait and see. You, you, do you think he can you know, he can handle center field? I mean, personally, I'm with you. I mean, if I were making the decisions, and I mean, I'm glad I'm not because I don't know I could I don't know if I could handle that kind of pressure. But if I were, I'm with you. I think that I'd try Jay Bruce out there first. Um, and, you know, even Walt Jockety and Dusty Baker have mentioned that, you know, they're probably going to give Jay Bruce a look out there, but they first want to try and see, you know, how Chu can, you know, handle things. But I think in the back of their mind they also know that it might not be able to happen. And so they're leaning a little bit towards trying Jay Bruce out there. But, you know, one of the good things that, you know, we still have Chris Heisey, and I, while he's not – Drew Stubbs, he is he's easily the best center fielder on the team right now as far as the guys that are going to make the team. And, you know, right. always having him as a backup option, I mean, even, I mean, especially on games on the road where there's a big ballpark, big gaps, you know, something that, you know, having somebody who's a little bit better of a center fielder can run down. In Great American Ballpark, it's not the biggest issue because the gaps are small. It's, you know, it's short to center field, but I think that, on the road, especially having somebody like Chris Izzy, you know, maybe you know, give Chu a day off, or maybe two days off during a road trip when you're, you know, going out west to the bigger stadiums and let Chris Izzy get a few starts there. Yeah, I think that you also hit on a good point that the Reds aren't, uh, you know, closing the door entirely to Jay Bruce if if Chu can't do it, um, and uh, so I don't see any any problem at all with uh, we're in spring training, throw him out there, see if he can handle it. Uh, um, and, you, and it's another good point about Chris Heise. They've still got him uh, uh, out there. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting experiment. It's uh, something you don't usually see with a guy that's, uh, you know, 30 years old, played uh, most of his career um, in right field. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that experiment goes. But even more so, I'm looking forward to watching this guy hit at the top of the Reds lineup. Uh, having somebody like that in front of Joey Votto, just makes me smile all day and all night long. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that that's the bigger key in acquiring him. I mean, I know there's there's always going to be a few reservations about his defense, but what he brings to the lineup, and, you know, I know that I've had this conversation. If we had a different manager, maybe it wouldn't be as much of an issue, but with Dusty Baker, he likes having his guys in their roles, and he doesn't like moving them around in the batting order. And a guy like Chu is a guy he can plug in at the top, put everybody exactly where he wants them in the role that fits them best. And I think that, you know, having that stability in the lineup, like you said, having a guy at the top of the lineup to be on base for Joey Votto, is something the Reds haven't had uh, ever since Joey Votto has been in the major leagues. You know, having guys on base for him to drive in consistently, I think that that can make a huge difference in the season. Oh, absolutely. It's a, it really changes the uh, complexion of this team 
and uh, the way this team looks in in a number of different ways. Some people have, have used the term that uh, Walt Jockety uh, dusty-proofed the lineup a little bit, and actually I guess I just used that term. Um, and he did. He, he he got a guy in there that can uh, that can play that can bat lead off, uh, so that Dusty's not uh, tempted to put one of these low OBP guys up there at the top. And uh, you know, having him uh, batting first, presumably uh, it's going to be uh, Brandon Phillips batting second, and. and you know, Phillips is Phillips, but there should be a lot more batters on base in front of, uh, and I don't know if it'll be Phillips second, but there should be a lot more runners on base in front of Votto and Bruce and, and the big hitters. Uh, rather than last year when we had guys like uh, Drew Stubbs, who, uh, you know, I'm a Drew Stubbs fan still, but he is what he is, uh, and he did not have a good year last year at the plate. Uh, having him and Zach Cozart, who again had a good year as well, but didn't get on base a lot, uh, two low on base percentage guys in front of Votto, it's, you know, they were a decent offensive team last year, not great, but this one acquisition really looks to me like uh, the light may, may come on, and this team could score a lot of runs. Yeah, one thing that neither one of us actually brought up that I just thought about was that, you know, she was also a lefty, and so he's going to really help out one of the Reds' key weaknesses that's hampered them the past few years is hitting right-handed pitching. In the yep. past, they really only had Jay Bruce and Joey Votto and other than those two, right-handers pretty much ate up our lineup. And, you know, having him there will give us three legit guys that can hit right-handed pitching. And I think that it'll help, you know, even out the offense over the long term of the season instead of going through droughts where, you know, they'll score two, three, one, two, three, two, two runs throughout an entire week. You know, when they face good right-handed pitching day in and day out, that, you know, having those three bats that can all handle right-handed pitching, that's, that's really going to help you know, improve the consistency of the offense as well. Well, yeah, you say three legitimate guys. We're talking uh, three all-star level, all-star caliber hitters uh, that bat left from the left side of the play. You're exactly right. It uh, And that goes back into what we were saying. It just changes the, the complexion of this lineup. It's an enti- almost an entirely different team by just adding one guy. It just changes so many things. Um, if he can handle defense adequately, he's not going to be Drew Stubbs. Drew Stubbs is outstanding uh, in center field. But if he can be adequate, um, I think the net gain for the Reds is uh, is going to be uh, something uh, to, something special. I'm, I'm excited to, to see them get going. I'm with you there. Um, speaking of special, uh, something that I've personally been pining for for years now is finally going to happen, at least – as of now, you know, barring, I guess, injuries. They were talking about doing it last year as well. But the Reds are going to move Aroldis Chapman into the rotation. Um, you know, they signed him for a big contract, and I know that he had been dominating as a reliever. I, there's nobody that doubts that he was dominating as a reliever. But a large enough portion of us fans always wondered, are they ever going to make the move to put him into the rotation, at least to give it a try? And... Last year they talked about it, and Ryan Madsen got hurt, and it, it kind of threw a wrench into all of the plans, and so they scrapped the idea. This year, they're at least for now, they seem fully committed to putting him back in the rotation. What are your thoughts? Well, I am giddy with excitement, <laughs> to, to put it uh, lightly. You and I are really sort of a, of a similar mind on this. They signed this guy for the big money. He has been lights out in the bullpen, and and really a joy to watch when when he comes in a game at the, in the ninth inning, 
nobody can deny that it's electric in the stadium, and it gave the Reds sort of a little bit of a rock and roll look that uh, they haven't always had over the years. He's been great, uh, and I have no problems with his uh, performance as a reliever. But what it comes down to me, for me, what it comes down to is this guy is the, the, probably the most special pitcher in the, in the organization, the most special special pitcher we've had uh, in how long. And do you want him throwing 70 innings, or do you want him throwing 150-plus uh, as we go forward? And I don't think there's really uh, should be any debate about that. There's a huge debate about it in, in, in reality. But in, in my mind, I want him pitching as many innings as we can get him pitching because this guy is special. And I really think he helps the Reds. Uh, he contributes more to the Reds as a starter than he does as a reliever. And it, I think it's going to be by an order of magnitude. Now, I could be wrong. He may flop. But if, if so, well, send him back to the bullpen. But I, I don't see that happening. This kid's special. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of hit on the key point for me. That's always been my argument. You know, if it doesn't work as a starter, you can you can just send him back to the bullpen where you know he can have success. He's done it before. You know, I mean, unless there's an injury of some kind, there's no reason to think that he can't just go back to the bullpen and be the guy that he was. You know, if it's, you know, for the reason that, you know, his changeup isn't good enough as a starter, well, he's going to scrap his changeup out of the bullpen anyways. So that's not really an issue. So I, I just never really got the argument from people that didn't want to try it out. My thing has always been, why would you not see if you've got a guy like Justin Verlander just because you've got a guy like Craig Kimbrell? Right. Exactly. And, uh, again, I'm not accustomed to uh, to being sort of uh, overwhelming in my praise of the Reds' management. But, listen, a lot of baseball people, quote-unquote, people within uh, within the game, have been pretty critical of what the Reds are doing here. Um, and, and a lot of people have disagreed with the Reds. Well, you know, truth be told, the, own, the manager of the team, Dusty Baker, disagrees with it. But uh, Walt Jockety and uh, Brian Price, so far, have sort of uh, held firm. Uh, of course, they they were intending, evidently, to have him starting last year, too, until the injury to Ryan Madsen and things changed. So things could change. But uh, it, that's going to be another fascinating story to watch and, uh, and and how they go about avoiding the uh, problems the Nationals had last year um, in terms of limiting his innings, uh, like, like the Nationals had to do with Strasburg and then didn't have him in October. How do you see that playing out? That, that, that's going to be fascinating to see how they limit his innings and, and what approach they take. Now, when I was at Red Fest, the first time I heard Walt Jockety talk about it, he mentioned that one of the ideas that they had looked into and discussed was to use a plan like the Braves had done with Chris Medlin. He now, what they did, they started Chris Medlin? He mentioned him by name. And that's great. That right there is why I thought since then that that's the plan that they want to go with. You know, they specifically called out that plan. They had mentioned they had other plans that they looked into, but that was the one he's mentioned multiple times now. And, you know, for those unaware of what the Braves did with Chris Medlin, he was coming off of Tommy John surgery, and he, he's a young guy, so he hadn't really built up his innings in the minor leagues really either. But his arm was ready. So they started him off in the bullpen and kind of like a, a long, long relief role, and they ramped him up throughout the season. And then at some point in June, they sent him down to the minor leagues for about three weeks to stretch him out. And then they brought him back up, and he obliterated the National League as a starting pitcher when he came back up. He finished with an ERA under two, and, I mean, he was just incredible. And, you know, they kept his innings limit in check by doing it that way. 
and he would have been eligible to pitch through the postseason had they, you know, had they gone and been able to go, you know, all the way to the World Series. According to their schedule, he would have been able to pitch through the World Series, unlike what the Nationals had when they started Strasburg from the very beginning, knowing that they wanted to limit him to, you know, I think it was 160 innings. And it got to September, and they had to shut him down because they didn't want to risk injuring his arm anymore. And I think that the Reds want to go with the Chris Medlin plan, and as long as they can execute it correctly, it's the plan that I would love to see them use as well. Well, I think so, too. And I don't know whether the Nationals didn't think that they were uh, going to be as competitive as they were, and they were extremely competitive last year. And so uh, n- October never entered their mind. Uh, it's clear that it, it, October is uh, certainly in uh, Reds' management uh, minds when it comes to Raldis Chapman. And and I agree. I think that's the that's the way to handle it, uh, some version of that. And I, I sort of trust Brian Price. This guy's uh, an awfully good pitching coach. Um, I, and I, I hope they can – work out some kind of a plan. I mean, the other options are, you know, skip some starts early in the year or something like that and have him in the rotation. You know, the fifth starter, sometimes uh, you can skip some starts when you have days off. I don't know. Uh, it looks to me like the the plan the Braves use with Medlin uh, is a good one, and not only uh, that, but, man, it worked for, for Medlin. That guy came up and was lights out and really helped to push them across the finish line um, last year. But you, you realize what's going to happen is that the first time he has a rough outing, and Aroldis Chapman is going to have some rough outings, everyone does, the first time he does, the cat calls for to send him back to the bullpen are going to be louder than ever. And um, I, I'm excited uh, cause it, because it appears that the Reds are going to stay focused here and uh, stick with the plan. I think that ultimately it gives the Reds the best chance of having the best rotation out of, out of the people that are currently in the, rota- in the uh, organization. I think that... Uh, this is their best chance of putting together the best starting rotation that they can, and it's the best starting rotation potentially uh, that the Reds have had gosh, <laughs> since I, well since last year. But um, it's it's been a while since the Reds have had such a wealth of pitching. Um, I, it, uh, again, it's another thing I'm excited to watch. Yeah, I mean the, the only thing that you know I could even see coming up is you know if Dusty gets what he wants and you know. I'm, I'm, at least at this point, you know, he has acknowledged that the decision on Chapman isn't his, which tells me that he wants Chapman in the bullpen. Now, I mean, I guess, like you said, if he starts to struggle in the rotation, and it's going to happen, you know, he's had battles with control even as a reliever from time to time. You know, what if he goes through three-start stretch and, you know, he walks 12 guys in three starts? You know, what, what are they going to do then? I think that what will be interesting, and we're not going to find this out as fans, but, you know, behind the scenes, what is their plan for how long they can let him go before they reevaluate the situation if he struggles. I think that that's one of the biggest things that we're not going to know about that is going on behind the scenes that could affect this ball club. Yeah, absolutely. And and from a fan standpoint, I want everyone to keep in mind this as well. The guy's 25 years. He'll be he's not 25 yet. He'll be 25 this season. Uh, he's still a young guy. Young pitchers are inconsistent sometimes. Young know, pitchers struggle, especially someone who is uh, moving back into the rotation and hasn't uh, started much just in spring last year. And other than that, it's been a while since he's actually started. So I hope the Reds are patient with him. I hope that the uh, the fan base is a little bit patient, especially early on, uh, because the the reward's there. The payoff will be there if, if everyone can be patient. Um, can you imagine having uh, Cueto, Latos, and Chapman as your uh, top three starters 
in a uh, postseason series. I mean, that just that blows my mind, uh, the quality of uh, pitching that the Reds can throw at somebody. I've had dreams like that. But, uh, <laughs> right. I, mean, I, 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 hope we, I hope we can see it this year. And, you know, if you've got to go to, you know, Homer Bailey as your number four guy in a, in a series where you can't, you know, go with just three guys, that's fine, too. He seems to be, you know, taking that next step. And he pitched really well in the playoffs last year. Hopefully he can continue that. But, yeah, I mean, being able to put a Oldest Chapman with Matt Latos and Johnny Cueto, I mean, that's just I, – I don't think there's another team in baseball that can match up one through three like that. Yeah, it's it's elite uh, pitching ability. I mean, it really is. Um, it matches up very favorably with anyone else in the majors. Um, we just got to get to get to October first uh, before we can uh, start thinking about that. I guess we need to, we need to get back into the postseason. <laughs> well, I'm I'm thinking about it now, but you're right. We do, we do need to kind of push forward and make sure that everybody stays healthy and just take care of our business. And and, and you mentioned health. I don't want to. Uh, shift uh, focus too much here, but when you talk about health and you talk about things that are going to impact whether or not the Reds make it to October, what about the knee of that first baseman uh, over there, Joey Votto? What are are your thoughts there? You know, until two or three days ago, I was still concerned about his knee. Uh, You know, he had said during the offseason that he wasn't going to play in the World Baseball Classic unless he was 100% healthy. And, you know, there had been conversations over the past few weeks that he still wasn't sure he was going to play, which told me that he wasn't sure he was 100% healthy. Now, I, I'm not sure if it was yesterday or two days ago, he came out and, you know, he told them to put him on the roster. He's still not sure he's going to play, but Duffy has said that he looks great. He looks back to normal. You know, Joey said he feels right. So I think those are good signs. Um, I mean, I'm still a little concerned because, you know, it took him so long to come back from an injury that, you know, most guys don't miss more than, you know, three or four weeks with, and he struggled to come back, and even when he came back, he wasn't quite right. So that, that that's always in the back of my mind, you know, is he fully healthy? And even if he is, does he accept in his mind that he's fully healthy, or is he still thinking about his knee, you know, when he needs to turn on a ball, or when he needs to slide to make a catch at first base, or even slide into a base? You know, is that something that's going to affect him throughout the season, or is he fully healthy and fully over it mentally that he can just go out and play? Yeah, I'm uh, perhaps not as optimistic as you, or uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too cynical here, too uh, worrisome. I just uh, I need to quit worrying so much about the, the the Reds. But this guy is so important to this team. I mean, I, I don't think there's a better hitter in baseball. Certainly, an argument can be made that he's the best hitter in, in the entire game, and and for the Reds to be what the Reds can be, they've got to have Joey Votto being Joey Votto. And he was not Joey Votto at the end of the year last year. He was he contributed. He got on base. He you know he did what he could, but he was still injured. Hit for uh, no power uh, when he came back, and it just wasn't uh, it wasn't wasn't the same team without him. Now. All the signs are good. I will concede in terms of his health and and what everybody's saying, and uh, and he didn't have to miss any spring training. You know, he's. I, I just this team can be so good with Joey Votto being Joey Votto that uh, I'm gonna sort of cross my fingers and, and hope everything's okay. But uh, sort of like Missouri, uh, the show me state, you're gonna have to show me uh, because. He came back so quickly last year and was never healthy. I want to see that healthy Joey Votto. I want to, I want to see him do some of the things that we've seen him do uh, defensively and on the basis that he couldn't do last year. So, uh, But now, if that knee can stay healthy all season long, 
we're in great shape. I mean, this guy is a true center of the uh, lineup hitter, and uh, but if it's not. Okay, never mind. I don't even want to think about if if that knee's not completely healthy or if we have a flare-up or if he, heaven forbid, injures it again. Um, I'm sorry for bringing that up. I'm not talking about it. Yeah, anymore. we'll we'll just forget that ever happened and focus on the good things. You know, I'm with you. I, I think that, you know, if he's not the best hitter in the game, you know, maybe maybe you could argue Miguel Cabrera is. But if it's not Miguel Cabrera, then it's Joey Votto. And I don't really think there's any debate at this point that it's one of those two guys, you know, and for the Reds to have a guy like that, you know, you can build your entire lineup around him. He's a difference maker day in and day out. Joey Votto doesn't have bad weeks. You know, if he has more than one or two bad games in a row, you start to get concerned because it never happens for him. You know, he always finds a way to get on base, whether, you know, he draws a walk because they don't want to pitch to him or he'll get a hit. You know, he's the guy that everybody fears when they think of the Cincinnati Reds lineup. He's going to be – on base just about every game, at least once. Um, you know, he's a guy that you count on to drive in your runs, to be on base for the guys behind him. You know, when healthy, you know, he really is the key for the Reds' offense. And, you know, having him back at full strength is going to be huge. And as long as he can stay healthy, which, you know, I don't have any reason to believe he can't, you know, that's not an injury that keeps happening. Right. You know, it's not a chronic injury. It's something that, you know, happened and he got it taken care of, that it shouldn't be an issue moving forward. So I think that, you know, the Reds are pretty good as long as he's healthy right now moving forward, that it shouldn't be a concern. And just to put a smile on everyone's face, this is a guy, like we're talking about, maybe the best here in the game in the prime of his career, and he's a Red probably for the duration of his career. We're very fortunate to get to watch this guy hit. So I hope we've got a lot of years still ahead of us of watching him hit. But every one of those at-bats uh, seem to be special, so enjoy him. Um, we don't see talents like this come through Cincinnati very often. No, I mean, it's it's been a pleasure seeing him hit so far. He's been better than anybody expected. And, you know, like you said, he's going to be here for, what, the next 12 years, 10 years? 25, 30, 45 years, something like that. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, yes. So, you know, just as long as he's healthy, the Reds should be good to go on offense. I think that, you know, he's just that guy. You know, that he keeps everything moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Glad to have him. Glad to have him. I hope everyone else stays healthy around him as well because we didn't – the injury bug didn't hit the Reds too hard last year until the playoffs uh, – well, other than Joey Votto and then Cueto in the playoffs. Otherwise, they were pretty healthy. Um, and that's going to be another key. Uh, if, if we have a ton of injuries, it's going to really affect this team's ability to be competitive. Um, but there's no way to predict that. So keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's. I feel like there's, there's solid depth around the team with the lone exception of shortstop. So right. uh, that goes hard to stay healthy. <laughs> Please, yes. Yes. Uh, you're right. There, there are uh, guys that can uh, can fill in, and um, and that goes everywhere, pitching and uh, um, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but still, we can't have too many of these uh, key guys get hurt. If uh, Votto and Cueto both get hurt again, uh, that, that's a, that's a big hit. So yeah, he, you have to hope that you know. I mean, obviously, with all of our starters staying healthy last year, that's that's probably not going to happen again. It's only happened twice in the last. What, eight years, I think, in baseball, 
every team. So the odds are it's not going to happen again. But hopefully if somebody does get hurt, be it a position player or a pitcher, that it's just one of those, you know, 15-day DL kind of situations and not something where somebody's going to miss, you know, two or three months. Right. Or even longer, I guess, in a pitcher's case. And, and the Reds are probably, frankly, set up a lot better this year to withstand an injury to their pitching rotation uh, than they were last year because they're going to have Mike Leake basically as the sixth starter, it appears, and so they can step in. And then when you go past him, you've got guys like uh, Tony Singrani who could probably step in and be a fifth starter uh, if need be, if pressed into duty. So uh, they're, they're not set up poorly to uh, withstand some injuries, uh, certainly on the pitching staff. I don't want to see them, but uh, – but you're right, as long as, it, uh, as they are uh, 15-day DL-type injuries, I think the Reds are fine. Yeah. Well, uh, we're about out of time. Um, anything else you want to hit on real quick in the last Well, just uh, really uh, really appreciate you taking the reins here. I think it is going to be a new and improved Red Lake Nation radio podcast. Um, my prediction is that the Reds are going to win the National League Central. I think they've got... Every opportunity here, they're clearly the best team on paper. They've just got to got to convert. Um, so that's my prediction, I guess. So those are the two things I wanted to say. Thank you for – this is going to be a lot of fun, and uh, go Reds. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I think the Reds are clearly the favorite in the Central. Um, you know, barring something crazy happening, I can't see a way that they don't run away with the Central. You know, they did last year. I think they're better this year, and I don't think that anybody in the division improved really from last year. It was a true contender. So, you know, I'm with you. The Reds are going to take the Central, barring some crazy outcome. Um, but yeah, we're out of time. So thanks for joining in, and uh, we'll see you again next time. Run to Old Navy for revolutionary prices on summer's most stylish shorts. Today only, they're all 50% off for the whole family. All your favorite shorts, denim, linen, all of them. All shorts are 50% off today only. Run to Old Navy now. Valid 630 excludes active. Run to Old Navy for revolutionary prices on summer's most stylish shorts. Today only, they're all 50% off for the whole family. All your favorite shorts, denim, linen, all of them. All shorts are 50% off today only. Run to Old Navy now. Valid 630 excludes active.